Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. Today is going to be a solo a solo episode with a sleepy Charlie dog in the background, and we are going to be talking about ways that you are self-sabotaging yourself. I have not hopped on here by myself in a minute, so I hope that you guys are all doing well. I had an exciting announcement if you guys happen to miss it, but Nicole Ferry Fitness now has a assistant coach. Her name is Alec Brin. You can go ahead and check her out on my website. I'm going to leave all of her information down below. She is a wife, a mom of three, a RN and CPT. And if any of you have a HSA account, she can take that as payment for your coaching services. So for more information, like I said, check out the description down below. So we are talking about ways that you are self-sabotaging yourself because I see this often when people are in their fitness journey. So number one is going to be, you are not consistent. Maybe you are someone who is a program hopper, or you have tried to track macros before or you tried hitting the gym before, but it's not really something that you stick to long-term. And you might be thinking, Nicole, what is long-term? Long-term is going to be minimum three to six months. Because keep in mind, whenever you start a new program or a new type of eating or a new lifestyle, really any sort of new skill, and we have to look at fitness as a skill, you're not going to become a master at it right away. And so oftentimes people get frustrated, they give it two, four, six weeks, and then they give up. And then they think that, hey, like this just doesn't work for me. When in reality, you were just struggling with being consistent in the first place. Consistency also looks like adherence. So that looks like with your macros. So if you're tracking macros, you're staying within like plus or minus five grams for each one of your macros. And then for your training, I'm not saying that you can never, ever miss a workout. Like you're human, you're going to get sick sometimes. Um, Sometimes there's going to be conflicts with your schedule. However, what I am saying is like a majority of the time you're hitting your uh, workout program for a majority of the week. Granted, there's nothing extreme happening. Number two is going to be your making excuses. And I see this often with people who have children, who have busy jobs, and also my college students out there. We all have something that is going to impact us and make things harder. And we have to understand that instead of looking at these things in our life as excuses, use them as a way to motivate you to want more for yourself. I started my fitness journey in college and I was competing and I balanced competing, working two jobs and going to school full time. Now, so my dog, Charlie wanted to chime in for a couple of barks, but basically what I'm saying with excuses is we all have them. We're all too tired. We're all too stressed out. We all have certain things in our life that are going to throw us off. But instead of using your excuse as a way to shut down, use your excuse and find a solution for it. 
Um, if you have kids, you know, maybe we need to work on organization a little bit more. If you have a long commute, maybe we need to work on waking up a little bit earlier. There's always going to be a solution. And I'm also not saying that that solution is going to be comfortable. It's probably going to require sacrifice. And that's honestly, when I hear the word, like I can't because, or like some sort of excuse, it's because that's in your comfort zone. So you're missing your workouts because you're too tired because you would rather do something else like relax and and lay at home or (laughs) do something else because that's within your comfort zone. So you need to step out of your comfort zone and make yourself uncomfortable and have that solutions-based mindset. The next way you're self-sabotaging yourself is you are going way too hard, way too fast. You are comparing yourself to that fitness influencer who hits the gym hard five to six times out of the week, who dedicates their whole life to this, who never misses a macro, who never makes a mistake. You are comparing yourself to them and you think you need to do all of that right away. And that's not the case. You need to ease into your fitness goals and take those baby steps. So maybe that looks like from training zero days a week to just training two times a week. And maybe that looks like going from 2,000 steps a day to 6,000 steps a day. You don't need to overcome all of your challenges overnight because the problem is, is when you go from zero to a hundred, you start to burn out. You also start to get overwhelmed because you didn't develop the skills to be successful in your fitness journey and you start from square one again. So take those baby steps, ease into this process and set realistic expectations for yourself. I'm not saying that you'll never be that person who trains five times a week, but you'll never be that person if you just jump into it too hard. So start with one, and then maybe start with two, and then three, and then four, and then work your way up. And then with macros, you know, maybe start with calories, then start with a protein target, then start with like a wider macro range, and just take those baby steps so you can ensure your success in the future. The fourth way that you are self-sabotaging yourself is you're way too focused on your body weight. This is mostly for my ladies out there. You care far too much what that scale has to say, and you let it dictate your mood and dictate your motivation for the day. And I see far too many women who let that scale affect the whole tone of their week. You have to remove the emotional value with that scale and look at it just like numerical data. Step on that scale. Is it up, down? Is it the same? Cool. Write it down and record it. Because when we start to tie in morality, and I hate when people go into the whole, it's working, my my weight dropped down, or it's not working, my weight jumped up. Our weight is always going to fluctuate a lot. And the other thing is for a lot of you who are wanting to look tone and build more muscle, sometimes your body weight isn't going to change much. And for some of my petite ladies out there, you might need to gain weight for your goal. And so you have to get away from that scale because it can be a big mind F when you see that scale go up. And yet we've been taught like our whole life that that scale needs to go down. And that's simply not the case. So step away from the scale, honestly, even remove it. If it's really stressing you out or start using measurements and just progress pictures instead, because it's just not essential. All right, let's go into number five. You let one mistake turn into a whole spiral where you completely fall off track. 
maybe that looks like missing a workout. Maybe that looks like overeating on your macros, undereating on your macros. Maybe that looks like being stressed out and not making the best food choices. Whatever it might be, you let one mistake turn into one week off or two weeks off or three weeks off. And this is just not doing you any good. Again, this kind of ties into having a solutions-based mindset. So if you are to overeat on your macros or miss a workout, instead of like calling yourself a bunch of mean names and beating yourself up, ask yourself, okay, what went wrong on this day and what really threw me off? And how can I take some mental notes on this day and learn from the situation and correct it in the future? Because trust me, life is always going to present you with challenges where you might feel tempted to fall off track, or there might be a situation that inevitably does throw you off track, like an injury or an illness, or, you know, life's crazy, <laughs> throws you some curveballs. So we need to stop letting this one mistake turn into weeks and weeks of falling off track or even days and days. Um, and then the other thing is realizing that you're you're human, you know, you're learning through this process. So use that mistake and learn from it because if we can take time to sit down and learn, we'll be able to apply that in the future and be way more successful. And it would be a lie to say that I never made mistakes. Like I've made so many mistakes on my fitness journey. So I just didn't let that stop me. I still wake up and I keep going each and every single day. And that's the thing is like, there's no end date to this process, which kind of ties into number six, which is stop setting timelines. And more specifically, stop setting unrealistic timelines. If you haven't been taking care of yourself for one year, three years, five years, 10 years, 30 years, do you really think that you're going to reach your goals in three months? You've got years and years of poor habits, um, poor biofeedback, poor relationships with food, poor relationship with your body. That's not going to be corrected in three months. And I think so many people have this like huge expectations on achieving this goal body in a blink of an eye. You didn't get to where you are overnight. And so it's going to be a process to get to the other side. And also so many people overlook the learning curve that comes with fitness, learning more about nutrition, learning more about training, learning more about proper form, learning more about being in tune with your body. These are all skills that are going to take time for you to acquire. And so when you start setting timelines and that 12 week passes or that one month passes and you're not at where you want to be, that can be really discouraging. So you would be way better off just stop saying these timelines, get into your little fitness car and realize this is going to be a road trip and we are going to enjoy it. We're going to enjoy it in our 20s and our 30s and our 40s and our 50s because this is supposed to be a lifestyle. <clears throat> it's going to be ever going. And so we need to realize that there's no end date to this. Now, that's not to say that your goals are going to be the same throughout your fitness journey. That would be a lie. They're definitely going to shift. But you should still be prioritizing your nutrition and activity and your health throughout your lifespan. Number seven seven ways you are, well, no, number seven, we're just at seven <laughs> ways that you are sabotaging yourself is you are way too stubborn to change. Your little miss know it all. Little miss, I have too many excuses. Little miss, uh, I know best. Little miss, you're stubborn. 
you need to be open to change. And also if you've hired a coach, you need to be coachable because when you start to put this wall up, you're not going to get the most bang for your buck out of your coaching. And you're not going to see the changes that you want to see. Um, being stubborn isn't helpful. So, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm never going to resistance train or, oh, I'm never going to track macros and I only want meal plans or whatever it might be, be open to try new things because if you're not, you're going to be missing out. And who knows, like you might try something new and you may really enjoy it. And I think a lot of people get shut off in their like fitness journey and their body because they have lived in their body their whole life. So they do feel like they know best. But to be honest, if you're reaching out for help, we're in this position because we don't know best and that's okay. And we can benefit from having that objective eye. But with being stubborn to change, you're not going to get anywhere. So you need to put your guard down. You need to say, hey, like I'm open to trying new things and you're going to be a lot more successful. And you see a lot of people get stuck because they are just too stubborn and they are not open to trying new things. This also just reminds me of a lot of the bodybuilding bros who like refuse to learn macros or refuse to, you know, learn something new and they're stuck. And it's like, hey, like, Stop being so stubborn, like be open to try new things because it's it's not going to hurt. Number eight is going to be you are comparing to others or maybe even comparing to your younger self. We need to stop comparing. Okay. Fitness is a you versus you situation and understand that like your life and your life stressors are going to change throughout. So you cannot compare yourself to your high school self. You know, a high school version of you had way less responsibilities than where you're at right now. And same goes for these like random people on social media you'd, you've never met. Um, and you don't know the full picture. Like there's one guy I follow and he like exposes a lot of fitness influencers for photoshopping their pictures. And it's like, Hey, like some of these people are very clever with how they are photoshopping. And you may be comparing to a body that is like literally not real. And also like, you're just not them. So stop comparing to other people. And also if we can take a step away from that jealousy mindset and into a, their wins can be an inspiration to you because I've oftentimes sometimes like posted clients where maybe they lost like a significant amount of weight in a short time or their uh, progress pictures look amazing. And then I might have like another client of mine DM me, which if you've done this, hi, hello, I see you, but they'll DM me and they'll say, well, she's progressing so much faster than me. And it's like, hey, like you don't know her story or you don't know his story. You cannot compare yourself to them because once you start doing that, you're going to shut down and you're never going to be them. So you need to take a look in the mirror and only focus on yourself. And like someone else's progress in your in their fitness journey is also a win towards you, like a win for you and also gives you some faith that it could be a reality for you as well. For me in the competition space, like when someone else gets their pro card, I'm not like, wow, like they're so lucky they got their pro card way faster than me, blah, blah, blah. Like I don't do that. I instead think, wow, they achieved that for themselves. Like I know that I can achieve that for myself too if I just stay dedicated. So switch that mindset on yourself. Number nine, well, nine ways. I don't know why I'm getting all twisted up here. (laughs) 
Number nine on why you are sabotaging yourself, and that is because you are not planning ahead. Kind of ties into the whole stubborn one too. It's like the people who refuse to pre-track their day because they don't know what they're going to be in the mood for or what they feel like, and that's just not super helpful for you. You need to take time to plan ahead because if you don't, you're going to be really stressed out. Everybody's life is crazy. Like I feel like so many people have a lot of different responsibilities. So take time to use your Google calendar, time block your day and get more organized. And pre-planning is a way to set yourself up for success. Everybody's heard this saying, and that is if you don't plan ahead, you plan to fail. And we need to be doing this for ourselves and our fitness goals. Okay. It honestly doesn't even take that long, like to go into your, my fitness pal, pre-track your entire day, and then you're done. Then you know what kind of meals you're having, what times you're going to have them. You're going to know that you're going to have fuel throughout the day, that you're going to hit your targets and be consistent. Like what a relief that is versus a person that is like flying by the seat of their pants and like trying to fill out their day throughout the day and then getting stressed out when they've got like 80 carbs, three fat and hundred protein left over. Like that is such a bad place to be. So just take five minutes out of your day and plan ahead. Okay. Same goes for like grocery shopping and, you know, meal prep, like set yourself up for success. There's also a lot of great apps out there that can save you time, like DoorDash for your groceries and also Instacart. There's also meal prep service companies and foods that are already like frozen and all you have to do is heat them up. So there's ways to achieve your goals and have like a quicker solution to these problems, but you still have to plan ahead and you can't just go, go like with the flow. Now that's not to say that you can't ever go with the flow. You know, someone like me, I've been tracking since 2014, so I can kind of get away with tracking throughout my day and I can get away with um, being a bit more flexible, but that's because this is kind of like second nature at this point. And for a beginner, it's not going to be, and that's okay. So I'm not trying to say like, it's always going to be like, I need to take five, 10 minutes on my day and plan ahead. Um, is that always going to be better than just going through emotions? Absolutely. But I'm saying like, you're not going to get to that next level of awareness without being a beginner first. So number 10 and how you're self-sabotaging yourself is you're not asking for help. You're Googling solutions. You're trying to figure it out on your own, or maybe you hired a coach and you just simply are not communicating with them. You're not getting the help that you need. Okay. And I think a lot of people are nervous to ask for help and they think that they have to figure it out. And they're like, why can't I figure it out? Like there's so many free resources out there, but I'm telling you, it is super beneficial to get that objective eye and to get that support and get that clear plan for your fitness goals. You're going to save yourself so much time because when I try to figure things out on my own, I hurt my metabolism. I honestly hurt my body because I was over exercising and doing way too much cardio and I wasted so much time and I probably lost a lot of muscle because I was far too stubborn to just have someone help me. And so reach out for help. It's okay to ask for help. And this even goes for like asking for help with like your meal prep or asking for help with groceries and for little things around the house that might help you out. If you know me, you'd know that my like love language is acts of service. So little things like little ways that someone can help me 
means so much to me. And if that helps you with your fitness goals and saves you some time, like just ask for help. So those are the 10 ways we're going to go through them again. Number one, you're not consistent. Number two, you're making excuses. Number three, you're going way too hard, way too fast. Number four, you're only focused on the scale. Number five, you have one mistake and it turns into a spiral. Number six, you set unrealistic timelines. Number seven, you are too stubborn to change. Number eight, you compare to others. Number nine, you don't plan ahead. And number 10, you don't ask for help. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you guys. If you enjoyed it, make sure that you screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram and tag me at Nicole Ferrier Fitness. I am your host, Nicole Ferrier, and I will see you guys in the next episode.